Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hook em up with E and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. He and Rod B. on a Wednesday, and normally if it's Wednesday at 8 at 9.30, we hit the live music update, the set list ATX, we call it, with our man Nick Shuley, but... Oh, yeah. Nick's got a very important meeting with the boss today, so he is here a little early. Plus, we've got our number eight team in our countdown to spotlight at the bottom of the hour in the Ian Rod B. Horn Top 20 countdown. Uh, so, set list ATX, a little bit ahead of schedule, which is a good thing because it's the live music capital of the world, and there's great live music. And he is Nick Shuley, the president of the Austin Music Movement, and uh, he's got to go see the boss today. You ready for that? I am. I, uh, yeah, I prepped, uh, prepped a lot this week. So. <laughs> got to be ready see? for that meeting. Oh, you got to be ready. ready. Like Rod B with all this mm-hmm. stack of papers? Yeah. You can't it bring does. that into the boss's uh, meeting, though. Uh, he ain't going to like that, huh? I, I, got like, I got like eight pieces of paper to take in there. So there you go. I had to, I had to prep. <laughs> for any question you may be asked, you got to be ready to go. By yeah. the way, that, uh, that opening song right there is Austin's own Black Pumas, which we love very much. Of course, all of our opens at the top of the hour are local bands. With yeah. Spoon, Black Pumas, Gary I Clark I was introduced Jr. to Black Pumas because of E. I heard you talking about it on, on well, the radio one yeah. day, and I went and downloaded the, the album, and I still listen to it to this day. That's that album stuff. is a great album. And they got, they got another one coming. I haven't, heard really? the date. I haven't heard the date, but I know they Ooh. were recording vocals in okay. L.A., I think, recently. Well, no, it is, there's a single that's out, that which you can play for you here coming up, but okay. there's a, it comes out October. Oh, nice. It's called Ooh. Chronicles of a Diamond. Oh, nice. All right, nice. It's, it's a follow up to an iconic album, though. It's just tough. Y'all oh. guys know it's just tough. It's yeah. like following a great coach. You had 40, like, 40 years or 20 years or 30 years to write your first record, and then you got six months to, to <laughs> exactly. bring the hits. Yeah. To turn it around, and then, and then there's all like there's a lot of hype behind this one. You didn't have as much hype behind the other one because it was just like, no, man, I'm just putting out my craft, my art. I'm well, and it's it why there. a lot of people kind of lean on songwriters for their second record or like, you know, work to get a, they get a couple singles from someone else almost to, just to make sure there's. Yeah. There's some hitters. That's a great it's, point. It's tough. It is tough, man. Yeah. That is. That's a lot to ask. That that first album for them, man. They had. Oh, it, man, it's, it's one of the ones I play from like front to back. I don't. Oh, it's it, it's incredible. You don't have to stop it. You don't have to. Uh, stop it. Yeah. For sure. But here's a little bit of their new their new album. It's called Chronicles of a Diamond. This is called More Than a Love Song. Black Pumas. I hadn't heard this yet. Oh. Oh. Okay. I want to. Uh, uh, well, we'll play it. That that, okay. that song is out. I've heard it. It's great. I downloaded it yesterday. Oh, yeah, I might go check it out then. I Adrian, heard. who's like the songwriter guitarist in that in that group, is he's in so many different groups in Austin. He's been around for years, mm. and it's it's so cool to to see him have this kind of rocket ship to success that was you know twenty years in the making because he he's worked his rear end off. Wow. And Eric Burton is the soulful lead singer who is so good. Oh, incredible. Here we go. There we go. There we go. Little black pumas. Got that jam. It's got the style. Got that groove. It's got the style, yeah. All 
right, there you go. That's a live version. So it's out. You can check it out now. Uh, one single of the new album for the Black Pumas that comes out in October. I think October 27th is the day. Oh, nice. Uh, but since mm. uh, Nick's got to get to a meeting, let's get to the uh, set list ATX. And there are great, there's great music starting tonight, including an absolute legend over at ACL Live at the uh, Moody Theater, it looks like. Yeah, third third night in a row. Lyle, Lyle Lovett's playing ACL Live. I know we talked about that one last week. He and his, his large band. But this is the, the final night of that show, which will be great. And then uh, one will have uh, tickets to give away a, a, a little uh, uh, legacy lineage here. I guess it's the older brother, so I don't know if that's that's lineage. But Tyler McCollum is going to be playing the Saxon Pub, and we'll we'll give some tickets away for that. Parker McCollum's, I believe, older brother. Nice. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Of course, Thursday night includes uh, one that I'd love to go to. Oh man, huge, huge fan of this band. And uh, if you're, you know, this was the, I believe it was the split with uh, with Wilco. This was the other half, Sunvolt. And Sunbolt will be playing the Scoot in, and they're doing uh, songs from Trace, their first record, which was the big one, plus some songs from Doug from uh, San Antonio slash Austin legend Doug Som. Yeah, the Trace <laughs> album was uh, is a phenomenal album front to back as well, much like that Black Pumas and Sunbolt. Yeah, that was Jay Farrar. He and uh, Jeff Tweedy of Wilco were together yep. in a band called Uncle Tupelo. Yep, and they broke up, and Wilco became Wilco, and Sunbolt became Sunbolt. Yeah, and you know, obviously Wilco skyrocketed success. Uh, Sunbolt was kind of more of an underground success, but there's a song on there called "Drown" on that record, awesome song. which is just one of the most incredible songs ever written in that genre. Agreed. That's uh, part of that's at the Scoot Inn <laughs> on Thursday night, which would be tomorrow. Yeah, and then that same night, Croy and the Boys, who are a pretty awesome country band from from Austin, and they're pretty hilarious. They'll be playing Waterloo Records for an in-store, as well as there's an ACL taping with Robert Glasper nice. that night. And then Friday's a big day. We've, we've got kind of a packed day. I know you guys talk about it a lot, but that's the start of Gambler Days. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then Warren Zeidler is that night at the Moody Center Dell Tech Pavilion. I'm not positive where that is, but I think it's somewhere on the premises there. <laughs> And I'm guessing it's the open the open pavilion on the non thirty five side, but I could be wrong. I'm sure you guys Dell can correct Tech me. Pavilion is well. You'll see Austin Gambler Days and the Fan Fest and all that goes on there, and they've got great music there too. Yeah, lots of good stuff. And then uh, a show I'm really excited about JPEG Mafia, but uh, he's uh, there. They're with uh, Danny Brown, and I love Danny Brown. He's one of my favorite rappers. Uh, he'll be they'll be at Stubbs Barbecue oh, Friday nice. night. JPEG Mafia, and then Jar- Charlie Crockett, another incredible artist at Whitewater Amphitheater, which will be a great one to see. And then this one, this one's for uh, this one uh, near and dear to my heart. Jodeci will what? be playing H E B Center at Cedar Park. Is Jodeci <laughs> still all four of them? It is, is it JoJo, Casey, and Devante? I, I, is it all of them? I don't know. Okay. I don't know how they're touring. So I know lot, Casey I'll, and JoJo are still in it, but I don't yeah, know. A lot of yeah, times it's just like one one dude. Devante, <laughs> exactly. Devante Dante Swing the Great, uh, <laughs> Casey Haley is still in the band. JoJo Haley okay, still in so the band. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. okay, that's okay. that's three of the four. Joe to see out of North Carolina. Wow, oh, that's awesome. Interesting. That'll be at the HEB Center at Cedar Park that's on Friday from, night. That's what kind yeah. of music is that? It's like R and B. It's R and B straight it's R&B. up. Yeah. Yeah. Cedar Park Center has a lot of R and B. Yeah, like old school R and B. Take your girl to that. You'll be having a good night. <laughs> that's true. My wife's too young. She don't appreciate Joe to see. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And then uh, Leslie, another up-and-coming awesome uh, local artist, Leslie Reynaga. She just got done playing Lollapalooza, but she'll be doing a Waterloo Records in-store. She's fantastic. And then uh, another up-and-coming local artist who's doing really well, William Beckman, will be doing two nights at Green Hall starting on Friday. That'll be a great show. For sure. And then uh, a band we talked – I think we talked about them last week in the Yurt conversation. Mickey and the Motorcars will be playing the Saxon Pub, which is a cool one. Yeah, the uh, Mickey and the Motorcars, the other uh, – the Braun brothers. The Two of the Brauns are, the, are Reckless Kelly, who played Stubbs last week, okay. and then uh, Mickey and uh, Gary play in Mickey and the Motorcars. Yeah. Talented family. Very talented. Scooter Braun? 
Uh, no. <laughs> no, their dad's name is Muzzy Braun. Muzzy Braun. Muzzy Braun well was, a, was an entertainer and musician himself. Muzzy Braun. Yeah. That, that's the secret to their success. It was Scooter was, it was involved. Scooter behind he it. was like the brother that no one knew about. No. Oh man! Uh, and then Tish uh, Hinojosa, another uh, an artist who was had a had a big moment a while back, but she's doing the O Four Center, which is a great spot over there, right by Mattel Rancho. That's right. Uh, let's see Saturday, another Austin Gambler days. We got William Clark Green. I love William Clark Green. Mm-hmm. He's a good one to see. Same thing on the Dell Tech Pavilion. This is the show I will be at though. It's this band called Wildlife, spelled W L D L F E, at three ten at ACL Live. They're kind of a small little indie pop band. It'll be me and a bunch of fourteen year old girls, I'm sure, because that's <laughs> that's apparently that's apparently what my musical taste is now. But it is what it is. And how do you spell that again? W L D L F E. Super mm-hmm. super clean pop. Okay, uh, but a little a little more indie, so it's not it's not terrible. But and then uh, you Mac- and fourteen year old girls and maybe Wander <laughs> Frank will be there too. <laughs> it's hey, not. I just sorry, I'm there for sorry. the music, for not the, the crowds. <laughs> Let's clarify. Joke, little joke. Ray <laughs> superstar. Oh man. <laughs> and then uh, Matthew Logan Vasquez, who uh, believe Delta is in Delta Spirit or was in Delta Spirit, will be at uh, Hotel Vegas. Uh, over there on the east side, another good spot if y'all haven't been over there, worth going to. And then a, a band that I grew up listening to in the early 90s or mid-90s, Soul Hat, who were a huge band they're in playing Austin. Playing on Saturday night? They're playing Antones, already sold out. So Soul Hat, to, what genre are we talking about Soul Hat? Just be like Austin kind of rock, oh, really. Okay. But, uh, awesome very, rock. They yeah, are, so, they so are good. tremendous. Okay. I used to go see them at Liberty Lunch. Black Cat Lounge, Liberty Lunch. Yeah, Black Cat Lounge, too. Gosh. That was, when I, that was my college days, Soul Hat. Oh, and man, they're still going strong. Yeah, I think this is kind of a reunion show, uh, maybe, gotcha. or maybe they're playing every once in a while. But yeah, I was excited to see that. And then, like I mentioned earlier, William Beckman will be doing another night at Green Hall on Saturday. And then Sunday, another Austin Gambler Days with a with a great band, uh, a great artist, Kevin Fowler. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's he's definitely worth seeing. He's no fun. Question. And then another band I really like, my dad and I really connected on this band, Buck Cherry. Uh, oh, yeah. They're playing Hotspot uh, over there in Cedar Park, and they... Uh, yeah, I, they, it's kind of got that whole you know Aerosmith kind of band. Mm. Like my and my dad, it was like one of the few art CDs my dad took from my from my collection. It was like, oh, I like this. So, <laughs> so we connected. Now we connect on like most of our music, but oh, back geez. then it was you know I was mainly rap, so he wasn't he wasn't digging it. <clears throat> and then uh, this one's for you, Ty. This is a band we're seeing. I know you're a ska fan at the Parish Mad Caddies, who were uh, who were a really big ska band back in uh, gosh, that would have been like late '90s, early 2000s. They're they're worth checking out over at the Parish. Mad Caddies. Mad Caddies, like Mad, mad Cadillacs. <laughs> kind of. Oh, okay, I like that. Yeah. And then Monday, there's another ACL taping with uh, Molly Tuttle and Golden Highway, and uh, they're actually opening for Charlie Crockett at that Whitewater show. That's awesome. And then the big one Tuesday, Lionel Richie with Earth, Wind, and Fire at the Moody Center. How in the world is Earth, Wind, and Fire still touring? I think there's, uh, if I remember right. Is there any fire left, or is it just Earth and Wind? (laughs) Because they did the opening show at the Moody Center, and it was like the soft, it was some Dell party or something like that. And I went to to it, actually. Yeah, I went. To it, but I don't. I forget how many original members are actually. Were they, in it, was it a good show? Yeah, it was great. Okay. I mean, it's. I mean, they're soul man. Got, they got hitters. In that, oh, they in, got. They, yeah, they don't even need to perform. Just play the music, and everybody starts singing seriously. the songs for all. You just get a great band behind it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. Right. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> Transformative in the seventies, yeah. uh, no doubt. Well, there it is. There is your set list. ATX with Nick Shuley. I know Nick's got to get to a meeting. I'll play. This is. We see somebody asked where the Soul Hat show is. Soul Hat is Saturday at Antones, but sold out. Hopefully, you can get some tickets. This was their their big hit in the 90s, Bone Crusher. Remember this? So good.
I think I've heard this before, actually. This song hits. Yeah. I think I've heard this before. It just sounds like Austin. Used to sound. Yeah. This is with your college days, you said, yeah. E? Really? Yeah, early 90s. Wow, E's little E college just days. rocking out. Yeah, a young what? E rocking out. <laughs> uh, uh, and the cool thing is you could buy hats from Soul Hat that just said Soul on them. It was a hat and it just said Soul. <laughs> Genius. That's it. Yeah. That is, yeah. yeah. Bone Crushers are great. When they have, they're, they're, they were so good. They were, they were one of those bands you'd see, and they go, "Why aren't they going huge? Why aren't they?" Like- yeah, they got it. They had a record deal, and I remember they had one song. It was like a really slow song. It was super sad. They got, they kind of got some national airplay, if I remember right. Yeah, I mean, they, uh, their three, four albums were really good. And Kevin McKinney, their lead singer, he was, they had the great drummer. Uh, they were awesome. Oh, so, so fun, great. so fun to see. Um, yeah, yes. So we'll, we'll, we'll. Is that the same, you- like? Eras to when the Toadies were yeah like yeah same. like yeah. Right, it's just like a little before it but crossed into it yeah so okay. it would have been about the same yeah and that's the thing I mean the bands of my college were you know Big Head Todd and the Monsters yep. Toadies and I thought Soul Hat would be right there with them like taking off and they they got some national acclaim but uh, uh, Soul Hat very cool that's a good one there's your set list ATX Lionel Rich remember Lionel Richie took all the heat because he uh, remember he canceled the show in New York and he was he was people were already there. Like he, he well, oh, now before the show, he canceled yeah, during like, the show, like an hour into when the show Oof. was supposed to start. Lionel Richie canceled the show. <laughs> oh, and then I, he, yeah. and it turned into one of those social media wildfires because he, uh, he said he blamed it on the weather. His plane couldn't land, and there was like, weather's fine, Lionel. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong He's excuse, like, that one, Lionel. That one usually, worked. well, he canceled. At, he had or he got canceled at ACL that one year because it, it was like the, the rain. yeah, it was the rain and there, the tornado or whatever was was about to hit. And then he, I remember it because he did a house show huh. in Austin. Some like you know some wealthy person was like, hey, you should come play at my house. And he was like, okay. And they paid him a ton of money. And I remember a couple people I knew had posted little pictures from it and i was like oh thanks for the thanks for the invite I, could you imagine seeing lionel richie in, like, house is- in your like living room I mean, Singing that, that, that's, that's pretty awesome. badass yeah oh yeah at ecl yeah yeah some rich awesome. said hey get, get rain come, down, come to my crib. yeah come to my house wow so uh okay yeah somebody some people said frosty was the soul hat drummer rest in peace he was one of the best and uh, somebody said brain brian's waltz was the slow that song was the one i was thinking of that song is incredible so like very depressing but so good they're tremendous soul hat this says guys soul hat top five all-time austin band oh yeah, well, that's a good conversation I don't disagree with that all-time austin band. On my phone. Yeah, they're was, up there they're still on all my playlists that is there's so many so, cool songs so good. that they have uh we come back and unfortunately we have a wedding shower on Saturday that we're hosting, so I'm not oh. going to go. Yes, yeah, you got some. Yeah, oh, hosting. It. I think it'll be over. Are you guys? Oh man, how many uh, people are coming to this shindig? Uh, 30, 35. That's Nolan a lot of people. Married now? Huh? What, is Nolan getting married now? No, a good buddy of our, our neighbor, his son, and uh, they're they're getting married in Dallas. So for everybody here, they're going to have a little. Uh, you guys together. got the local. Yeah, do the little local <laughs> get together. Say <laughs> congratulations. Has, uh, a gift. has Nolan done his Quinn Ewers impersonation for you? Yet? Not yet. My son. He <laughs> <laughs> does sound like Quinn Ewers though. Well, no, my. My son Noel actually works for the uh, the guy whose son's getting married. Oh, yeah. So there you go. There you go. That so uh, I wonder if I could get the. Can I even get into Soul Hat? It's sold out. Yeah. Somebody uh, got a ticket. I got a guest list at we, uh, we Anzones. Figure, it out. figure me out because I could probably <laughs> scoot out of there. Won't go on until nine or ten o'clock. For I got you. Out. Let me know. Let make me sure know. you clear that with wifey first before you <laughs> duck out of the shower. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> exactly. Hey, where's he? Calling call somebody for a place to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> where's he? Uh, soul Hat. Yeah. Soul Hat. <laughs> he said he'd be back.
Antones. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, Nick. Good luck Good with man, your meeting Nick. with Appreciate the boss. You, Always great. Nick Shuley. Let's uh, give away those the tickets. Austin, yeah, can we give away those tickets? Yeah. Uh, Saxon Pub. It's Always great. Tonight, so make sure you can go. So Tyler's tonight. Tyler McCollum. Tyler McCollum tonight. Saxon Pub. You and a guest. 447-3776. Ty will pick the caller. Good, good luck on that and enjoy. Uh, and remember, you go to our website. You can register to win tickets to Gambler Days. We've got uh, two tickets for uh, each night, you know, three-day passes, essentially, for you and a guest. Go to hornfm.com. But right now, 447-3776. If you can go to Saxon Pub tonight to see Tyler McCollum, uh, those tickets are yours. We're coming back with our uh, Horn Top 20 countdown. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers. Austin, Texas Sports, the Horn. Lionel Richie, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Fire at Moody Center next Tuesday. Somebody said I got I saw Beck at the Moody Theater last night. Show was awesome. Love me some Beck. Um, Sal from Bob's was the one who texted. Our man Sal said he was at Shout the out, Beck Sal. show. What's going on? Oh yeah. Remember when Beck won uh, Album of the Year and everybody was, was supposed to be like, who? who I got some Beck on my Taylor phone. Taylor Swift. Well, in that album that he won the uh, best album for at the Grammys, he played 17 dis- different instruments on the album. I do remember this. And he yeah. did it all at his house. Like he mixed it all together. I mean, he played every instrument and then yeah. mixed it down. It's a musical genius. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's incredible. It's one of them. Lionel Richie, a musical genius as well. He's 74. And it looks good. He does look good. Black I was going to say that. Black don't crack, Rod. He looks good. For, he's had a lot of surgeries, though. Oh, yeah. He's had he it. <laughs> I really hope they use that song as the theme for Sunday Night Football again. What? It was either Sunday or Monday Night Football, but all night long. That's right. Sunday Night Football is our girl, uh, our girl Carrie Underwood. Well, I'm, I'm just they, they kick it to commercial break. It might be Monday Night or Oh, Monday like Night some of that bumper music? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They That's used a lot cool. last year. It was, nice. It always got me grooving. Lionel Richie, 74, <laughs> from Tuskegee, Alabama. Wow. And just hit after and st- hit and after been performing hit with the Commodores. Of he's course. been performing all this whole time. Then touring, touring too. Oh man, the songs. And you know what? He's still. Because my wife is a junkie, the American Idol. He's still on American Idol with Katy Perry and Luke Bryan, and yeah. they're the they're they're the most popular judges they've ever had. Yeah, that dude is. Uh, he's raking in the cash. I, I I can't believe he's still touring like regularly. Because he's this is like a, I've heard him. He's he's been down here a couple of times, right? Yeah, and you know what's cool about Lionel is he when he's the judge on that. Remember they that show got famous with Simon Cowell being mm-hmm. an ass and yeah. you know, ripping people and, and whatnot. They had the which, was it Ruben? Yeah, the, Ruben Stone. The black dude, yeah. yeah. And then, um, I was, I was but more. Lionel Richie is the kindest. He really is sincere about helping these kids with their careers. It's pretty, it's really genuine. Yeah. Uh, you can tell. And Katy Perry's hilarious. I mean, Katy Perry, Katy Perry could host uh, like a, a, her own talk show. She would be great. Yeah, she doesn't even really make music anymore. She's just like. And she's married <laughs> to the actor guy. Um, Orlando Bloom. Orlando Bloom. But oh, she, guess, she's yeah. so funny. Like, she, she's like. He doesn't act anymore either. No. He doesn't act and she doesn't make any music. <laughs> He's got that Pirates of the Caribbean I didn't, money. I, I guess so. I mean, I knew Firework and, you know, I Kissed a Girl, Katy Perry. She's got but some great hits. Then we watched that and I didn't, she is so funny. I mean, she could, she's like. Is she? Like, so literally, saying, she's, you, she's zany. She's like Carol Burnett funny. So she, you're saying she's going to end up being like a midday show host. She could. Uh, at what, like later on in her career or like a long, not late night. I don't know if and she's easy that, to look at, too. So it's like. Oh, yeah, oh, I mean, what? Yeah. She's freaking smoking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but she's Smoke very funny. show over there. And they do a good job. If you still watch, anybody watches. Uh, I don't watch any of. Yeah, I don't watch any of the, uh, like, those types of reality TV shows. Remember, it was like, uh, which one? The, that was American Idol. 
And then there was another one. The I watched The Voice. The Voice is the other one. Thank you, Ty. That's the other one. I don't. My wife used to watch The Voice. I don't watch The Voice. I had one of my acquaintances that got got second on The Voice, so we got really Ooh. into it one year. I, uh, nice. You, would, yeah. you what do you call it? The competitive talent show with uh, with with the wifey. It's it's quality fan QFT. Yeah, it's quality. It's quality time. Quality family time. She's right. she's seen every episode and every season of every American of American Idol. Idol. Wow. Okay. Yes. So Jeez, that's why you're so her. well versed in it. Yes. You got to get the reviews and, <laughs> honey, come check this out. You wouldn't believe it. And, you know, it's usually on during, like, <laughs> you know, but either way, Katy Perry's, I, I did not know that until I started seeing it. She's, she's very funny. And Lionel Richie's a good dude. Good dude. Now, he's he canceled on a concert in New York, and I don't still don't know what that was about. It might have been some medical thing. He's 74. <laughs> he might have just been tired. Oh, yeah. Kanye West <laughs> went after him because then he had to apologize. Kanye West went Beyonce, after Lionel Richie because Beck won the Grammy and it's supposed to be oh. Beyonce's award. Well, he went after Taylor Swift too. He's a big, he was a big Beyonce. Fan, yeah, remember? yeah. He said that Beyonce had the greatest video of all time. Yeah, Taylor and Beck won best album, and he was mm. not real happy about that. Yeah, he just wants Beyonce to win everything. Yeah, that's all. Which you know, it it it, it was unfair to Beck to have to deal with that. It wasn't his fault that he won the award, and then it was all overshadowed by Kanye being an ass. Uh, kind of like who won when uh, when when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. <laughs> Upside his head. Didn't he? Get my he, name. And he won Best Actor. Yeah. Didn't Will Smith win Best Actor? Then yeah. He was banned for 10 years. <laughs> he won. How did that happen? How did he win Best Actor after slapping somebody? But who, somebody was getting an award right then. And then You're that, right. That I don't even remember who that was. It was like, I have no on, idea man. who they were actually presenting don't to make, at the time. Don't make it about you. Don't make it about you. Hey, don't be talking about my wife, man. Don't be talking down on my wife. Keep you know I mean? your wife out your mouth. <laughs> yeah. I still can't believe that Harry went up there and just slapped him. That was I didn't fantastic. even think about that. Remember when? Uh, I did, maybe that. Remember Aaron Rodgers on in the uh, in the uh, Sean Payton thing. Oh yeah, that's what he said. Like, keep he my said, coach keep out my coach's out. name out of your mouth. You're right. That's what Will. That is He didn't yell that out. Keep my wife's name out your mouth. Yeah, he did. Yeah. That was after he slapped him, too. Yeah, yeah. That was after, like, Chris Rock Rogers. was like, he was like stupefied. And my thing was, Chris Rock, when a dude is walking up to you with that type of intention and you just said something about his wife, something derogatory, you probably need to get prepared. He just, Chris Rock just stood there. And I was like, you, man, your hood sense, your spidey sense is way off. Somebody walks up to me like that, I will get ready. I will get in an athletic position at least. He didn't do anything. He just stood there and stared at, Chris, at Will Smith. I still don't think he thought he was going to slap him in the face. He might say something to him or something, but, man, you better be ready. You better be ready, man. Be, be on your P's and Q's. Here we go. These guys are pouring in the text. It says, uh, KLBJ used to play Bone Crusher Soul Hat at 5 o'clock every Friday. So this is the band y'all said, like, the gr- uh, top five best all-time For Austin me they bands? Are. I mean, I think Black Pumas has a chance. I mean, I'm they a big, do have a chance. I mean, uh, we, we play, you know, Gary Clark Jr. is an all-timer oh, from Austin, yeah. Texas. and. Um, you know, I think Black Pumas are on their way to that. Their second album coming out. Uh, obviously, Spoon has been a long time Austin band, twenty five years. They've True. Uh, they've uh, been nice, great for a long time. It's probably a nice conversation, probably a nice debate to have. Uh, but yeah, uh, Soul Hat, awesome, awesome band in the nineties. This says uh, Beck is the White Prince. I like that. <laughs> oh, you know what? I you can see might, that. Yeah, because Prince that. played a ton of different instruments. Oh yeah, talk about a musical and genius a, and at a high level. Yeah, Prince. Yeah. was, gosh. Just yeah, unbelievable. That's a, that's, I like that. Genius Beck level, is the no White doubt. Prince. Hmm. Beck is the White Prince. Pretty good. Uh, they did use that song on Monday Night Football this week. Good things. That'd be the uh, Lionel Richie 
So somebody who is doing the producing there, <laughs> they let Lionel Richie fan. get to that. Oh, <laughs> I was, and, and did you know the song before you heard it on Monday I Night Football? I heard it. Okay. But then it got stuck in my head. Oh, yeah. And well, all night long was a, that was a video oh, yeah. on MTV back in the day I when think, I was a kid. I think I remember that video. Actually. I do, too. I was just watching it. And then, you just yeah, watched the video? Yeah. Lionel <laughs> Richie was a soul. big MTV hit. He had uh, Dancing on the Ceiling and uh, mm-hmm. All Night Long. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. MTV Back when, when videos actually, were a thing. Back when they actually played music on MTV. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> now it's just reality TV and stuff like yeah, that. I don't even know where that channel is right there. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's time for some college football chatter. Let's dive in. It is number eight in our countdown on our way to number one. Pretty awesome fight song. The Trojan I mean, you have to Army. admit that it's a pretty awesome fight song. Yeah, like, like it's that. It's got a great intro and everything. The lead up is it's just fantastic. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, All right, USC, are they too low at eight? It might be higher. We had Pete Futak earlier in the week, and he's picking them to play in the college football playoff at the end of the year uh, and be the winners of the Pac 12 conference. They've got to be better on defense, but they do have Caleb Williams who's the best quarterback in the country, and some are saying the best mm. prospect for the NFL Since, in a generation. Yeah, it's been a long time. Gets Patrick Mahomes comparisons yep. as for his ad-lib ability, his arm strength, his uh, athleticism. The Longhorns ran into uh, Caleb Williams when he was a freshman when Texas was beating the heck out of Oklahoma. Up by, it was the greatest comeback. Or I say the, it was the worst collapse, not greatest comeback, worst collapse in Texas football history. It was the greatest comeback for Oklahoma. I think the second greatest comeback for Oklahoma, actually. Uh, yes, it was. It's our and, second uh, greatest. Yeah. You know, there was a fourth down play when Caleb Williams, a true freshman, that. came on the field, and the Longhorns were going to blow Oklahoma off the field if they yeah. stop him on fourth down. Yep, and he runs a sixty. Was it sixty three yeah. like yards? QB sneak. Yeah, it was on. It, it was on. A, it was like a fourth yeah, and one. And the Longhorns brought the blitz. Fourth and one. Yeah, and, and they brought and, and who was it? There was a safety that missed the tackle. I think it was in the Jaren, hole. I thought, if I'm not mistaken, Jaren I think it might have been Jaron. A young Jaron Thompson. Thompson. It was a young Jaron Thompson. He juked him in the hole, and yeah. he was the safety, and he so there was, was nobody last behind. Last line him. of defense, and when he juked him, he was gone. I remember, and that I was, changed everything. I was in the press box, and the, the, I mean, if they stop him here, it's over. Because we sit next to a bunch of Oklahoma guys, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, they got him. I mean, well, he was he was stuffed. I want to say they, they were on like the Texas thirty something. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah, they're, like, on they're, 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 they're on thirty yeah, something. Texas already up big. They're on, they're on thirty something, and Texas could have got the ball back, and basically would have been. They would at least got a field goal, probably a touchdown. Yeah. That was the overtime loss, right? Yes. Oh, and case again, and obviously Caleb Williams was unbelievable from that point on. Spencer Rattler never played again. Not at Oklahoma. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because Texas had, got, Texas had gotten the lead because they had rattled Spencer Rattler. Before. It, no, PK's game plan was too good. Too good. If, if his game plan wasn't as good for Spencer Rattler, Spencer Rattler would have stayed in the game. They'd have beat Oklahoma. His game plan was so damn effective, it made Spencer Rattler look discombobulated and lost. And then that's when Lincoln Wright decided, man, we got to bench you. And then you put in Caleb Williams, who basically PK couldn't come up with a game plan for. That wasn't enough sample size of film. For you to break down a game plan, so it was a brilliant strategy by Lincoln Riley that won him that game. Well, and remember, he, uh, I mean, a lot of fifty-fifty balls he just threw up, uh, and oh. you know, Marvin Mims and those guys made yep. great catches. 
And, uh, you know, that was a heartbreaking loss for Texas in year one for Steve Sarkeesian. That's the worst loss in Steve Sarkeesian's career. It had yeah. to be. Yeah, they had that game. And, I mean, yeah. and Caleb Williams became – and now, you you know, when that was happening at the Cotton Bowl, you were like, well, who's this guy? Um, mm-hmm. Now you know, okay, he's Caleb Williams. He's the Heisman Trophy winner. He needs, he's going to try to become the first back-to-back winner since Archie Manning. And Rod yep. Sark did lose to Kansas. Oh, yeah, he did. So, No, did he? Yeah, for year one. He did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. We tend to forget but, about that. No, 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 I agree, but I, I, I still say the Oklahoma one was worse, just the way it went down. The, I see. The, yeah, the, I get that. The Kansas loss was bad, but you lost to Kansas already before. Ain't like a program you ain't <laughs> lost to Kansas before, unfortunately. So it wasn't something that shocked us. We were like, mm, I lost to Kansas before because <laughs> Charlie lost to Kansas. So I think that Oklahoma loss was worse because of the way it happened, though. You were up four touchdowns. And they went to a freshman <laughs> backup quarterback, and he torched you. In your, so to your rival. It's your rival. It's your rival. Well, can I tell you about USC at number eight right oh, now? Sorry to relive that, guys. My this bad. is only the second time in Lincoln Riley's seven seasons as a head coach, Oklahoma, now USC, where he has had his quarterback back for a second year. Oh, say that again? It's only the second time in seven seasons as a head coach that Lincoln Riley will return his starting quarterback. Baker Mayfield was the other one, but only the seventh time. Uh, Did he return time. Spencerella? No. Remember, that was the year after Jalen Hurts. Okay. Left I thought Spencer Rattler started a year for him. No. It was uh, Jalen Hurts came in, um, and then Spencer came in. This is what it says. It says mm-hmm. it's only the only I think Spencer yeah, Rattler. He played, he played. Spencer Rattler played the year before. I think yeah, he started. Counting him as getting benched as he wasn't a returning starter. Okay. I, I was say, yeah, you can get it because Spencer Rattler actually high, played. He was like, your projected number one pick. Yeah, so I'm saying, exactly. So Spencer Rattler played under Lincoln right. for a long You're time because right. he was projected to be number one pick. So I don't know. It depends on how, how I you I got to look at the depth chart and how it played out. But, you know, Baker Mayfield came back. Uh, he was there a couple years from yeah, uh, yeah. Spencer Rattler had eleven games he started in twenty twenty. Okay, uh, yeah. a COVID year. Yeah, how soon so maybe we forget? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how exactly. soon we forget? Yeah. Uh, but yes, the uh, the Caleb Williams, the focal point of the offense, and the the argument on defense, Rod, is the defensive transfers, including the Georgia defensive lineman Bear Alexander. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's that, at USC. That's big, big nil nil move there too. I remember this. Oklahoma State linebacker Mason Cobb. Uh, has come in. They got a bunch, you know, on that front seven. They've got a bunch of transfers because mm-hmm. they know they got to play better defense, especially against a team like Utah if they're going to, you know, run the table in the in the uh, in the Pac-12. Yeah, you're talking about fit, basically what has been proven to be the Achilles' heel of this particular Lincoln Riley coach team is the defense, and really it's tackling on defense. As you pointed out, e they actually are really opportunistic. They actually are one of the leaders in takeaways in the country defensively. But when teams decide to just run the football, play bully ball, run downhill on oh, I'm sorry, Oklahoma, on USC, uh, they couldn't stop them. They could, they literally couldn't tackle their opponents. Remember the tight ends from Utah and how silly they made uh, USC well, that's look Dalton tackling? Kincaid, too, and Dalton Kincaid was the first-round pick of the Bills. That's true. Very true. Good player. But you're right. Their defense—go uh, to the Tulane game. Tulane's <laughs> another example. Exactly. Exactly. It's another example of it. Trojans were plus 22 in the turnover margin. They were really good. Plus 22. And they with forced, an offense like that. They plus they forced 29 turnovers last year. Yet when they actually had to stop somebody and play defense, they were eighth worst in the FBS in yards allowed per play, mm. 94th in scoring defense for Alex Grinch. That is, yes, yeah, that that to me is their biggest issue is the fact that they just give up way too many chunk yardage plays, and it's based off just bad fundamental tackling, in my opinion. They clean up their tackling. And they continue to be an opportunistic defense. Honestly, it's not going to be a lot to keep USC from competing for the college football playoff. I he solves those that issue. He really they just they really don't have a lot of flaws other than the most obvious one, the Shakespearean one, which is tackling on defense specifically. Epidemic. 
Yeah. The most, <laughs> the, the, right, the most rudimentary part of defense, but they're not good at it. As far as the schedule, you know, to win a national championship or play for one, you got to have a schedule that's favorable. They start with San Jose State. They're going to play Saturday. Our number eight team in our countdown will play this weekend. They're going to play San Jose State. Then they'll play Nevada. Then they'll play Stanford September 9, and then they're open. So three games, they should win all three. And then the open day ahead of a trip to Arizona State, a trip to Colorado to play Deion Sanders and the Buffaloes. They've got Arizona at home. They go to Notre Dame October 14th, Rod, uh, under the Golden one. Dome. That'll be a heck of a ball That'll game. Be a tough one. Big-time national marquee game. Utah, who beat them up twice last year, they're coming to L.A. on the 21st. They go to Cal. They host Washington, which That's obviously a becomes one. a huge game. They go to Oregon. That's another tough one. November 11, they host UCLA, and then they're open the final weekend of the regular season. So they got four games, in my opinion, are basically going to determine the season uh, at Notre Dame. Uh, the Utah is, is interesting because it depends on the Cameron Rising situation. We don't know what Cameron Rising situation. By then, he should be with should the be team. Should be back October 21. Exactly. He should be back with the team by then. But by then, we don't know what Utah's season looks like because they got a tough start to the season. That may be without a Cameron Rising. But then that Washington game, and then they, that uh, Washington game, that UCLA game, yes. and that Oregon game. Those four are pretty much it. I guess you can throw Utah in there if Cameron Rising is going to be back. I mean, that's pretty much the season. I don't see them really having many other threats uh, or impediments to them reaching the Pac-12 championship. But those five games will tell you everything you need to know. That's it. Uh, and, the and that's trans- later on in the season, too. That's not that even – right, that starts late in the season for them. Well, in an effort to improve the tackling and the defense, they went after their front seven. They got, they brought in Kion Bars from Arizona. Mm-hmm. They got a guy named Jack Sullivan from Purdue and Bear Alexander, the Georgia transfer. They also uh, brought in Anthony Lucas from Texas A&M. Guy named Jamil Muhammad from Georgia State. Uh, they're just they're loading up uh, through the portal, and we know USC, like Texas, is very uh, wealthy when it comes to that—the mm-hmm. ability to do it. And you know, it's uh, it's USC, and and Lincoln Riley have one job in the offseason. Can you fix your run defense? Can you fix your run defense? If you can, and your team is still per- forcing turnovers, if uh, you can combine a, a solid run defense rod with a team a team that forces turnovers with that with offense, that offense, yeah. You'll be hard to beat. Um, there'll be a college football playoff contender uh, if that is the case. And Lincoln Riley, I mean, you know, other Longhorn fans are happy. Lincoln, they don't have to face Lincoln Riley anymore. I mean, we're talking about one of the greatest starts to a head coaching career ever. Yeah. Like in the history of college football. That's what we're witnessing right now. And that's been with what we have been able to track throughout the years has been you know, kind of a character, a, a coaching, a coaching character flaw, which is his defensive struggle early on. And then he has to fix the defense. He brings in uh, a, a system that is quarterback friendly, and he may be the best quarterback whisperer, quarterback nurturer in all of college football. And tap throw into that also top five play caller, play designer in the game too. But everywhere that he's been, it seems like the defenses have deteriorated or they've struggled. So he's got to find a way to fix that. Did it at Oklahoma at least to a certain extent, not to make them a college football playoff contender so he didn't do it enough. Hopefully he's learned some lessons and now he can apply those at USC. Yeah, agreed. All right, they are certainly a, a contender. And we have them at eight. That may be a little bit too low. Uh, for where they can be if they if all those transfers do, you know, bring the defense back to where it can be. Again, he doesn't have to be great. Doesn't have to be great, Rod, because if you're going to get Patrick Mahomes comparisons, Patrick Mahomes doesn't need a great defense. He's got to have a good defense. Yep, just got to have a good defense. Just don't be weakness. You can't don't be, be ninety four. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just don't be a liability, and you should be fine. Yeah, you can't be final eight, last eight in yards per play. You yeah. can't be that. Last year, you lost games because your defense was just poor. Oh man, porous. 
It really was. Like they, they couldn't tackle, which, hey, we've had the tackling epidemic on the Ford Acres well, before. Well, I think, and so I've I'm not seen, some, fingers. Uh, seen some, oh, for sure. And, you know, there, there are those, I mean, Alex Grinch has said, look, we, we gave up a lot because we didn't have a lot of good players on defense. We had a lot of good players on offense, and that's why we were able to force the turnovers we did because we were very aggressive. We knew we had to make up for the mm-hmm. lack of t- talent yeah. by trying to force the issue. Uh, we we couldn't line up and, and stop good teams. We had to try to take the ball from them, and that let leaves you exposed. I mean, that gives you, you got to take, take risks to take the ball away. You take risks. This year, they feel like they place. can be more fundamentally sound, play good defense, and let let Caleb Williams. Is there what are the odds for Caleb Williams to go back to back? Hasn't happened as a Heisman Trophy winner since Archie Griffin in the early seventies. He's the only one, right? Yes, only time it's ever happened. Yeah, the odds. I and mean, honestly, right now. The competition for, and there's going to be somebody that comes out of nowhere. It always is somebody that we just don't anticipate being a Heisman finalist. But you got Drake May, who's in that conversation right now, along with Caleb Williams. And that's pretty much it. I mean, we don't have early season. There's not a lot of Heisman hype. Caleb Williams right now. is uh, right now plus 500. Yep. Which would be back to back. Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels, quarterback from LSU. Plus 900. Quinn Ewers. I throw Quinn in there. Quinn Ewers is yeah. plus 1,000. Florida State quarterback Jordan Travis is plus 1,200. Mm. Bo Nix is plus 1,200. Mm. Drake May, Sam Hartman, Michael Penix, Clay Cade Klubnick. Yeah. Um, I, all, all quarterbacks. <laughs> it's all quarterback list? Yeah. I'll ask the uh, the Horn audience here on Ian Rodby. Since he left Oklahoma, like, spurned the Sooners. Mm-hmm. Do, do, Oklahoma, do Texas fans like Lincoln Riley? No, they don't like They don't him. like him? No. They don't he, like him because he doesn't know how to cook brisket. <laughs> he does not know how to cook That's brisket. That's why they don't like And him. he's from Muleshoe, Texas. What what proud West Texan doesn't know how to cook a brisket? He doesn't. Didn't his parents like, go to Texas, too? Yeah. He yeah. had family that went to UT. I mean, do you, mm. do you feel a little bit better about him because he screwed the Sooners? Which is, yeah, I guess so, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad we don't have to face him anymore, honestly. Yeah, no, that's true. We got the, I got so much respect for him, and he's, like I said, one of the greatest starts to a coaching career in college football history. Let me, I'm just glad Texas ain't got to face him. Let that's, me ask you this. As a defensive and a football theorist that you are, and a, and a you know, devout studier of the game, mm-hmm. what is it that Lincoln Riley does that makes it so difficult to stop? Offensively, he's got great players. Typically, he's got but, great players. But the scheme—it's—it's it's unbelievable the way he schemes guys, not just open but wide open. Yeah, it, the, the, one of the the top things he does, and he says it too: if your system isn't quarterback friendly, you need a new system. Yeah, and that's his first thing. That's why he can have different types of QBs, whether it's a Kyler Murray or Jalen Hurts or a Baker Mayfield or now a Caleb Williams. All those quarterbacks—they're very different. Uh, in their approaches. And honestly, the only one that hasn't really worked out for him was Spencer Rattler, <laughs> one of the guys he kind of handpicked. But I think that's number one. It's an extremely friendly quarterback system, very compatible with the skill set of his QBs. And honestly, it's he's he's one of the 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 air raid uh he's one of the air raid coaches from that, you know, that air raid coaching tree that actually believes in running the football. Like just because you are an air raid coach does not mean you abandon the run. Now, we know with Mike Leach, that was different, but he's a, a different, uh, he's one of the original, air, he's the original air raid mind, and he was a little extreme in his air raid beliefs. <laughs> I mean, he never called, he, this is from his, his lips, Mike Leach said he never called the run play. He would only call pass plays. And then he would dog cuss and yell at quarterbacks who would come back to the sideline and wouldn't check to a run play. And what he would basically empower his quarterback to do is, if you see uh, the defense and you have the numbers advantage, check to a run play 
and get us in the right play. That's your job as a quarterback. Yeah. So he was an extremist. But the thing about Lincoln Riley is you have all of the advantages of that air raid passing attack, right? Which are able to, uh, you know, be able to create space where there is none. <laughs> create more space for de- for defenders to have to defend. Right? And it's always this old um, old adage or kind of a, it's almost uh, kind of a riddle, if you will. Um, how do you defend more space with fewer defenders? And, yes, kind of a trick question, but that's what Lincoln Riley's offense forces you to do. Defend more space with fewer defenders. And you're going to be outnumbered uh, or you're not going to have the numbers advantage, but you're also going to tackle those guys one-on-one in space. And he does a lot of that. So basically with wide alignments, because Garrett Riley's big on this too, with wide alignments, uh, a lot of uh, freaky passing sets like formations, he will force you to play with a light box or – He'll force you if you if you don't want to play the light box and you want to load the box, then he'll force you to play with light numbers on the outside, defending more space with fewer defenders. So you're going to have to make that choice with Lincoln Raleigh, and that that really is a choice that ends up being uh, the uh, the death ends up being kind of the death blow to a lot of defenses. They make the wrong choice. Agreed. All right, well, that'll be fun to watch. USC loaded. Now the defense improved. They are the favorites on the West Coast, the favorites in the Pac-12. Tomorrow we'll be at number seven in our countdown as we go all the way to number one. If you missed any of our Horn Top 20 spotlights, you can go back and see them at hornfm.com, hear from our insiders, our thoughts on the teams from 20 until now, and we'll go all the way to number one. That's at hornfm.com. And on our Horn app, we're coming back. We're going to play another fun round of Who Said That? Who said it? Every morning here before <laughs> 10 o'clock, we hit Who Said That, play some audio, try to uh, figure out who's saying what we are playing. That's what that's all about with Who Said That. Uh, good stuff right there. Rod Babers, what do we have this morning? All right. Um, this will be pretty easy, I think. I think you'll get to some pretty quickly. It is, uh, you know what? I'll let you get the contest clues. I won't even tell you what sport. I'm not even going to tell you what position. I think you're going to get it. Here's the audio. Uh, being able to win here would be really, really special. Um, but uh, why limit it to one? You know, I don't plan on this being a one and done. So uh, I think we're going to be competitive here for a long time. I'd like to be able to play a few good years here and then hand it right back off to Zach and right. let him go for the next 15. And it'd be a really special, uh, you know, 18 to 20 year run of uh, <laughs> great quarter. That's Aaron Rodgers. I told you it was easy. Hey, Rod. Yeah, it's Aaron Rodgers. So he's going to play two years, though. Yeah, a lot of people say. thought he was a one-and-done guy. And mm-hmm. suddenly, remember, he pondered retirement last offseason before he you know, went to his uh, darkness retreat. Oh, yeah. Probably had some ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. He likes that. And he came out and said, I'm done as a Packer. I'm done as a Packer. That's what, uh, that's what the, the darkness retreat showed him. <laughs> his visions showed him he was done with being a Packer. All right, can we play a little uh, Who Said That? That's Aaron Rodgers. Episode 3 of Hard Knocks was last night. Aaron Rodgers will play. He's going to start the game against the New York Giants on Saturday. I feel like they need some chemistry built on that offense with those quarterbacks. and uh, be the first time he's played in a preseason game since 2018. Is that correct? Yeah. That's, a long, that's crazy. That's a wild. That's yeah, he never played in Green He never went no to need. mini camps and played for the Green Bay. Uh, he's all invested and all in with the uh, the New York football Jets right now and says he wants to be here several years, potentially. Love it. Uh, can you guess who this is? Who said this there, Rod Babers? Uh, no. I mean, everything's <laughs> kind of unexpected in Pro Bowl. It's, uh, the competition's like just super hard, so try to take it day by day. But, you know, when I was up in high, I was just trying to do my job and 
I really wasn't like stat chasing. Has it been a whirlwind though for you? I mean, it's been quick that you, you you're kind of on that fast track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there's no telling. Just with baseball, like anything could happen. You know, I could be here today and then maybe Triple A next week or you who knows. Like you know, you try to just take it day by day. But as far as like the fast track, I don't I don't look at it like that. I just try to produce because that's how you make it you talk about producing right, there you, you go could you guess who that is rod and thanks to our friends at fox 7 and uh john i recognize high. john high yeah <laughs> i recognize john high actually yeah. pretty well um uh, ivan melendez there you go yeah the hispanic about, titanic yeah. and give uh, mm-hmm. fox 7 and john credit they drove down to san antonio because the sod poodles of amarillo are playing san antonio missions oh and, yeah uh, you know, our man's got uh, 33 home runs now. You think he'll end up getting a, a a shot at the big show before the season's up, or we'll have to wait till next season? Uh, I would guess, since he's such a hot prospect for them, and he's, he's slugging the ball. Let's get a little bit, a little taste of yeah, it, right? Yeah, taste of it. Still yeah, taste. Not that moved up and, permanently. And, and, and but, rosters will expand, right, where you can add pieces in the month of September. I think it goes up to 30 players. Uh, so, yeah, why wouldn't you? I mean, he could be a guy off your bench. and Because if their season is over, and he's not playing. Why not bring him up? Yeah, and, but and, now you start building for the future anyway. Yeah, and and yeah. And, and you get him get his feet wet in the mm-hmm. big leagues. Now, look, Arizona, who beat the Rangers last night, are in the thick of the playoff race. Uh, they're they're right there in the NL wild card. They're way behind the Dodgers in the West, but they're in the wild card. So and he could help with that. But at the mm-hmm. same time, they are not in a plan for next year mode in Arizona. They're in a win now mode. But he could help on both fronts in my mind. But Ivan Melendez doing his thing for the Amarillo Sod Poodles. Anything it's else, Rod? Titanic. Um, actually, I thought uh, Ty had a nice one that we were going to get to. Here we go, Ty. Ty, bring us your piece of audio. Yeah. Stephen A., who are your sources, bro? Please please tell me who your sources are. Come on, man. Come on, man. You got to stop yapping. And I actually like you, man. I don't even know you like that. But I like you. I'm coming back, man. Come on. <laughs> She's talking, talking trash to Stephen A. Stephen I don't want to cheat. I don't want to cheat because I already know who it is. Uh, uh, that is Lonzo Ball, I believe. Is that Lonzo? Yes. Is that is. Lonzo? But I guess Stephen A. Smith said he, he he was hurt and he couldn't even sit down. He said he, he basically couldn't sit up from a right. He said he couldn't stand up. up. He couldn't stand up from a chair. From a sitting, yeah, from a sitting position, he couldn't hurts? stand. That his, well, his yeah. knees. His yeah, well, news came out yesterday that Lonzo Ball is going to be out for the entire NBA for the entire season, two years in a row. Uh, wow. And he has some like major. Major knee problems. So Stephen, he's like, you don't know me like that, but I, I actually like you. Come on, like, <laughs> he did. But your sources are wrong. But I mean, obviously, may he's disputing the report. The, the report, but man, something bad's going on. You're yeah. missing two years in a row. There's something. There's something pretty traumatic going on with your body. I play this last thing, Rod, uh, yeah. for you, and I know you'll know who it is. But earlier, we're talking about Quinn and Williams saying Mike Evans called him fat. Yeah, hurt his feelings. Uh-huh. And you said uh, nothing like a, a big black lady, big round. What do you call them? You call them uh, you get the thick, you thick, know, yeah. full figure, thick, voluptuous. Chris Rock did a stand-up uh, can, piece on. That's a good term. You big, can have big women, big com- women. Yes. Here we go. Love the women. You know who my favorite women are big fat black women. <laughs> Give me a sister about three hundred and fifty pounds. The best people in the whole world. You know why? We live in a society where nobody likes who the f- they are. Everybody's on Prozac or some sh- 
Everybody's getting cosmetic surgery. Nobody likes who the f they are except fat black women. <laughs> fat black women don't give a f what you think. She going out on Friday night. She got her outfit on, that's match. She got the pumps on and the pump fat coming out the pump. All right, there we go. Chris Rock. Oh, in honor man. of uh, Karen and Williams. I think they prefer BBW, voluptuous. There you, you know, go. Thick, something like that. I but love he, it. But Chris he, Rock. But he's right. <laughs> we'll be back. Final hour. The fifth quarter is coming uh, here on Ian Rodby.